Hi everyone, just like that, we're already wrapping up with 2021 and what a great way to end the year with a special episode with no less than our president, TG Limcalco. How are you, Sir TG? Good, good, good. Thanks, Jesse. Happy to be here. And then again, we're ending the year. It's a super year and I just want to thank everyone for, for all the work that we've all done this past year. I know. Great year uh, and looking forward to an even better year next year. Fantastic. And that is actually my first question. The Unibankers have been asking. Um, looking back, now it was really fast. It seems like just yesterday you were joining us as president. Listen, no? yep. yeah. And, yeah. And, and now 2021 is over. So what were the highlights of your first year with BPI, Sir TG? Well, marame, Jesse and Clive, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, highlights for me. First, uh, the super warm welcome I got from all of you. Uh, I, I like to say it's like a homecoming for me, and people have heard that, and people say, what kind of homecoming man? Is it like prodigal son? I, no, no, hindi naman yan prodigal son, right? It's like a long-lost balikbayan brother coming back. <laughs> uh, so that's one highlight, right? But to me, the thing that really stands out for me this year uh, is the passion that I continue to see with, with the team members, the unit bankers, right? And as you know, we just launched our new vision, mission, and values, which really, when you think about it, it's just a reinvention of what we used to have because mm. uh, we wanted to make it more meaningful, right? Build a better Philippines, one family, one community at a time, right? Make it more personal to be a trusted financial advisor, making life easier, um, securing the future. Uh, things like that just make it a lot more personal. And of course, yeah, our values to just being nice. Uh, and to me, that's what's going to get us forward in the future. That's what people need to ingrain uh, and believe in. And you know what, Jess, Clive, Raf, when, when you believe in what you're doing, we will do it so much better, mm. right? Uh, to me, that's that's the, that's the crux of what uh, a job is about. Believe in what you're doing. Understand why you're doing it and what's the purpose. All right. It makes life a lot more meaningful. That's right. And thank you very much for that, uh, Sir TG. Now, I know Clive has a... He, he prepared a lot of questions for you, Sir TG. Go ahead, Clive. <laughs> Dina man, just a few. Um, I've been hearing that BPI is going to come to the markets come January. We're about to issue a two-year bond. I just wanted to ask Sir TG, um, from a senior management perspective, a very high-level perspective, could you share with our listeners exactly how we came up with this decision to issue a two-year bond and how, in the long run, how this can help us uh, go towards our vision of building a better Philippines? Well, you know, uh, funding is really the call of, of, of the treasure, of our treasure, of, of Dino, right? Uh, but in a long discussion with them, it really boils down to one, now we need to diversify our funding sources. The bank is so excellent at, at, at run, uh, raising funding from the deposits. We're very strong in the deposit market. We're also strong in the bond market, but bonds are a little bit different. You need a little uh, effort on the sales side. You need to educate uh, people a little bit. And what it does is for us, it diversifies. It taps a, a different uh, funding market. It lengthens our uh, the maturity of some of our of our liabilities. So this is two years. It's parang the way Dean and I call it swak maswak in uh, the yeah. place where we have sweet uh, spot. You know, yeah. the sweet spot uh, where we need uh, you know more and more as you go forward and you're trying to fund SMEs, they need to kind of look at that kind of financing for themselves, maybe two three year loans, yeah. uh, and and therefore we want to also raise money in that tenor. Uh, also, Dino firmly believes that uh, rates rates might be going up uh, towards the end of uh, 2022. 
as the BSP then catches up with the rest of the world uh, in raising rates. So it's an opportune time to just raise some funding now. Uh, and and I, I know it will be a well-received issue. Uh, we've got a lot of loyal uh, customers out there uh, who tr entrust their, their finances with us. And it's all part of, I guess, the cycle of taking savings uh, from people who then entrust it to us so that we can lend it out as capital to build businesses and, and you know, improve people's businesses or improve people's lives. That, that's what financial intermediation really is all about. Right? And we just try to do it as efficiently as possible. All right. Thank you very much. Raf, go ahead. Uh, yes, uh, Sir Teaching, my question is related to sustainability. Uh, this year, BPI has decided to focus more on sustainability. Uh, we want to become a sustainability leader, especially in the banking industry. Uh, looking ahead, sir, uh, what aspects of sustainability do you want to focus on in the coming year? And in what areas can we uh, improve on? Yeah, you know, Raf, sustainability is such a buzzword uh, of late. Uh, and a lot of, a lot of institutions are using it. But I think at BPI, we, we truly, honestly live it. Uh, but my, my goal, my passion here is that everyone in the institution really understands what we mean by sustainability, right? Uh, I think uh, to be a sustainable bank, uh, you need to be an institution that focuses on the, what I would call the greater good of the community, where you begin to think about not only about your shareholders, you don't only think about your employees, you not only think about your customers, but you think about it holistically, right? Uh, so you need to do business so that everyone benefits, including the non-personal. Because when I mean non-personal, like uh, the environment's got to benefit because that redounds to, to people also, right? So uh, some of the things that I know at BPI, we're very passionate about helping the communities. Our, our BPI buy-in program you know, has been going on for 10 years. To me, it's a fantastic program where employees take on their own initiative, right? Find a project for the community and then with a little support from the back just a little support from the back they're able to do great stuff uh, what we want to do is make sure that this thinking of sustainability of this concern for community this concern for environment concern for other people concern for your fellow employees for your customers for your shareholders is ingrained in the way we do business uh, so from a bank policy point of view we've given some goals you know something like uh, no more new coal financing thermal plant financing cutting our exposure to coal right but in the end everyone's got it you know what we're trying to do is get every uh, business group and every person to build some uh, sustainability metrics into their carries uh, for example on the credit side it's now part and parcel of their evaluation to look at the borrowers and ask the borrowers what are you doing for the environment what are you doing for your community as a business uh, that way, we're also sort of spreading our gospel and making sure that our borrowers also understand that it's important not only for us to see how well they do in business, but how well they do for their communities also. Right? And, and so when you look at the credit offering now, we will have a part there where the, the credit officer or the account officer will talk about the sustainability efforts uh, of the borrower. And that's part and parcel of the way we evaluate. And I think everyone will look at that. Uh, and even everyone's got to figure out what exactly is my role as part of the bank uh, to help my community, to help the environment, to help my fellow uh, employees, or to help my customers. That's the kind of thinking we want to get in, because that's what will make us more sustainable. That's what, that's what will ensure that this bank uh, continues for another 170 years.
That's right. And actually, it's really great to see you, Sir TG, in the forefront. Um, actually, I saw some photos that you were in uh, Novotas, right? the other day, uh, doing some foundation work. And, and that is something that we look up to in your um, activity. Now, let's go. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Good. I just want to say something about that, Jesse. You know, we're, you know, we're, we're just a small cog in this whole effort of, of, of the BPI Foundation, of, of, of Ayala Foundation to help and, and help with the less fortunate. And I was so happy that uh, officers of, of the area, uh, of the Navotas area, the branches people and the mm. foundation people were able to join us uh, in that. Uh, because it is a big project of the Ayala group as well of the yeah. BPI Foundation. Yeah, and, and it's really nice to, to, be, to have you there. So that's an inspiration to everyone. Now let's go to actually to the customers we serve. And I keep on um, hearing this from you that we should have higher level of customer centricity. You even use the word customer obsessed. And you also have your digitalization efforts that you are really supporting at. Now, the, the question goes, RTG, what are the things related to, to this two? Are we looking forward in 2022, RTG? Well, hopefully by the end of 2022, uh, and in my mind, uh, hopefully by the middle of 2022, we will have a complete suite of what I call our seven platforms, mm. uh, our, our digital platforms that will be able to uh, engage our customers. So obviously today we already have our uh, mobile platform, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we have our BizLink platform for corporates. Uh, we have a, a uh, platform uh, called BPI Trade that we hope by the middle of 2022 will be very improved and we'll have a mobile version. Uh, we are launching a BizGo uh, platform, which is really meant uh, for SMEs. Mm -hmm. right? uh, we will have a, a, a platform that is meant for the, the broad uh, segment, uh, not necessarily depositors. So that's that's a project that we're really excited about and we hope to launch uh, by the first or early second quarter of 2022, an app that will attract a very broad segment of the population. Uh, then we will also have, hopefully, by uh, the second quarter, third quarter, an app for our high net worth clients. Mm. Right? Is that seven? I, can't, I lost track. <laughs> we're missing one, but we're all excited. Just the am same. I, am I missing one? What am I missing? No. Uh, so it, it's all there. I, I, I'll, I'll remember <laughs> what we're missing. There you go. But just the same. All of it are all excited, and it all goes back. Sorry, TG. On you keep. Oh, on I know saying. the last one. Which is the Banco app? There you go. And, and that's already up. That's, that's already up, right? So that's why I'm. It's, I'm that, to me, that's already there. That's why it's. Uh, it's not one of the things that will appear in 2022. It's already there. It's running. So and the and Banco app for the for the micro for microfinance. And and that's great. So did you maybe just want to go back? Um, what's the rationale behind of it? You have seven apps. Well, what's the re rhyme and reason? Why are we putting these apps actually in relation to your customer centricity drives, right? Yeah, let's not call it apps, let's call them platforms, right? There are seven platforms which we use to engage different types of customers mm. that we have. Uh, you know, it's very hard to create one platform or one app for everyone in the country. There are certain needs and certain segments uh, that have different needs. And therefore, we have seven platforms to attract those different needs. So we have for example, just in the corporate side, we will have two platforms. We have BizLink, which is for top corporates, mm, and, and we have BizGo, which is for SMEs, because their needs are very different. So we have these seven that will go out uh, and, and, and hopefully meet the needs of seven different 
uh, client segments. And, you know, a client could be in two segments, right? Uh, you could have someone uh, on the high net worth who wants mm. to also trade equity, so they'll have two. Uh, but really for us, it's, again, one of the things, making sure that we meet the needs of the customers. And number two, getting it out there fast. Because mm. uh, this is really a, a land grab where we need to be out there fast. All right. Now, I, I, to me, Tritija, I, I applaud you for that because wala na no one size fits all. No? It's more tailor fit on uh, our clients yeah, need. Yeah. And that's how you understand yeah. it. So and we're looking forward to that. All right, Clive, go ahead. Yeah, TG, um, one of our main advocacies here in the Global Markets Huddle is to promote financial literacy through technology. Um, on a more personal note, I'm a former educator, so this is really close to my heart. I was just wondering, how about you, sir? What is the single biggest or most important piece of financial advice that you've ever gotten in your entire life? And can you please share with us why this has resonated with you? At financial advice, huh? Okay. Uh, for me, it's really about planning ahead. Uh, you need to know what you want. What is the objective of your financial plans? Uh, and most of us talk about financial plans of, of growing wealth, of savings. And you need to understand why are you saving? Are you saving for your wedding? Which is for me when I was 25 and it's a three-year plan or two-year plan, right? Or are you saving for the education of your children? Or are you saving for the wedding of your children? Or are you saving for retirement? You need to know what you're saving for first. Because if you understand what you're saving for first, then you also understand the kind of risks you can take, right? So for example, if you're saving for your wedding, you can be very aggressive because you can always downscale the wedding if it doesn't work, right? Uh, but, if, but if you're saving for your children's education, you gotta have to be a little uh, conservative because you can't downscale your children's education, right? Uh, yeah. Or there, there's some trade-offs that you can make. So if you understand your goals, you understand the risks that you're taking or the risk that you can take. That's advice number one. Advice number two is never invest in something that you do not understand. Never. If you cannot explain it, if you cannot understand it, uh, then it is not, it's not an investment for you. No matter how well um, the, the person pitching it to you uh, explains it, how well they think it is. If you yourself cannot understand it, please stay away uh, because you'll only have yourself to blame for that. So those two things, understand your goals because that makes you understand the risks you can take and then make sure you only invest in things that you truly, truly understand. Simple and, and you'll be safe with that. I can sort of feel and sense that that's also how you're thinking of how you're eating BPI today, <laughs> using those advice for your own. <laughs> so there you yeah, go. I, I guess in a way that's how you live your life, right? Understand what you're going for, yeah. understand the risks and just think things carefully, right? I've always said, right, always speak out, always speak out. But before you speak out, make sure you think twice before you say anything. There you go. And, and that's how everyone was taught way back in elementary. So going back to basics, right? That's right. Yep. There you go. That's right. That's right. All right. What you learn as a kid, you take forever, right? <laughs> there you go. Yep. <laughs> Thank you very much, Clive and Sertis. Raf, go ahead. Yes, uh, moving on to another topic, sir. Uh, next year, PTI and Family Bank will uh, merge into one entity. Uh, how will this affect the bank? And what can uh, BPI Unibankers expect after the merger? Well, you know, we've had a wonderful run with BPI Family as a dominant and leader in the consumer banking space. And we felt it was time to take that into, into BPI. Because BPI Family uh, became very, very 
good at what they do in terms of consumer space, it got a name of its own, right? Uh, people people uh, who wanted a consumer loan always automatically thought of BPI family. And because con the consumer business also is becoming a very important part of our business, to be honest, it's causing some confusion with our customers. You know, people cannot distinguish BPI family from BPI because we carry the first same three letters. When I family as president, I have so many people come to me and say, you know, I walked into a BPI family, I couldn't deposit my BPI, I couldn't access my BPI account. And I said, yes, because it's a different bank, right? Uh, so that uh, that causes some confusion. So I think the biggest thing for our customers first, it, it gets rid of that confusion, right? Uh, we will be a single brand, a single bank, where there'll be no more confusion of, why is there a family? Why is there a BPI? Why can't I do, you know, my business on either one? Because there'll only be one. Uh, I think for the unibankers, it also makes uh, us more efficient because instead of having, you know, to comply with two regulatory, uh, two, having two two bodies that have to deal with the regulators, we'll just have a single body. So it makes it much easier uh, for us. We'll have a uni unified uh, employee force. Uh, there's no more, oh, I'm family and you're not family or the other way around. I think that's really well. I think it allows us also to reimagine what we can do with our branches, uh, because you know where where there's a family bank and a BPI family, uh, sorry, where there's a BPI family bank branch and a BPI branch, we certainly can uh, do something to make it more efficient. Uh, we co-locate them in one, uh, uh, and then you know people we can retrain people uh, to do higher skill because obviously what we want to do now uh, post pandemic is we see that branch transactions will actually come down. Right, so our branch will be less transactional, uh, and we want people to begin doing, you know, more advisory and more sales work. And that's what we're hoping to do by reinventing our branches. All right. Thank you very much, Ritish. Now, maybe actually this is going to wrap up our discussion. Uh, fun question. If you will be having a New Year's resolution, what will it be? <laughs> ah, uh, that's hard. Because... Uh, you know, you should you should never just try to change your life once a year, right? You should constantly improve uh, all the time. Um, but for me, in the new year, what I really want to do personally is I want to run more. Uh, ever since I started nice. this job, I've been running less and less. So I just need to wake up earlier. I need to wake up earlier so that I can run more. Because I know this pandemic will end. And my friends at the BPI Runners Club, they're going to ask me to join them again. So I better train again and so that I can keep up with that. So run more is my resolution for next year. So there you go. Watching out for your health, of course, uh, through that. And uh, to close, uh, Sir TG, what will be your uh, year-end message to all the Unibankers out there? Uh, to, to, all the, to all the Unibankers, uh, on, uh, I'm so proud and so happy to be part of the team. Uh, I look forward to 2022. I know it's going to be a year where, to me, it's going to be a breakout year for us. It's mm -hmm. a year where uh, we are committed to making investments at the bank. Uh, we have a very ambitious five-year plan. Uh, it is very ambitious, but it, it can only succeed if we make the right investments uh, in people, in training, uh, in systems and platforms in 2022. Uh, the board has agreed to our plan, uh, so we will be spending a significant amount of 2022 so that we can set the foundation for the next five years. And obviously, this foundation is not only built on the investments we're making, but also hopefully on, on, on making sure that all of us in the organization, all of us Unibankers, are thinking the same way. Uh, we need to think about uh, digitalization. We need to think about customer obsession. 
uh, we need to think about our journey of a banking excellence anchored on trust and the best digital offers. And we need to remember that we always need to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And with that, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Sir TG, and to all the bankers who tune in right now. In behalf of Global Markets Huddle, Happy New Year. We'll see you once again in 2022. Have a great day, everyone. Happy New Year, Happy guys. New Year. Happy New Year. All right.